you're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Waterloo. To find out more, visit www.oasiswaterloo.org. So this is uh, part of a new series uh, on spiritual uh, practices, as Simon said earlier. Simon said, there's a game we could play. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think it's, is it four weeks or five weeks um, of different um, uh, spiritual practices that we're going to be looking at. So, um, uh, yeah, this is the first one. I get the chance to kick this off. Um, I don't know if I've told you this story before. Um, did anyone here keep a diary when they were a kid? Yeah? Anyone embarrassed? Yeah? So one of the things I wrote in mine was... Um, Failed to get Kevin Keegan's phone number again. <laughs> I, used to do, I used to do this. So I'm a lot older than a lot of you in the room. But he was my uh, hero, one of my heroes when I was growing up. And I used to go up the top of our road. There was a phone box. Do you remember those? And uh, <laughs> I used to go up and phone directory inquiries. <laughs> Can anyone remember what the number? What was the number you... 192, was it back then? Was it 192? Seems like a lot of that. But anyway, um, and I used to say hello. I was like seven or eight. I don't know what was going on. The fact that I was allowed to roam the streets at seven or eight. Um, uh, could I have Kevin Keegan's phone number? And every time the lady on the end used to say, I'm sorry, he's ex-directory. She was so sweet to me. Like, sure, yeah, we've got her on again. It's that kid. Um, just to be clear, journaling is not that kind of thing. Uh, you can share your embarrassing stories with each other afterwards about the kind of things that you used to write in your journals. Did anyone have in your diaries, did you have a lock on it? Anyone? Yeah. And you lived in fear, didn't you, of your brother breaking in and going, <laughs> and reading it out over the Sunday lunch or something. But that's not what journaling is. Um, I've got some questions for you. Could anyone tell me what the time is? Thank you. Brilliant. Uh, has anyone seen Endgame? What's it like? Fricking awesome. That was close. Uh, any? Yeah, I know. That's what I was just like. We're on the. Uh, anyone else seen it? You, what did you think? Brilliant. Fantastic. Can anyone tell me where in the Bible it talks about uh, uh, God being like a gentle uh, whisper? Does anyone know where that is? Ooh, close. I'm waiting for Steve to go. I know. <laughs> anyone? It's in. It's in One Kings. It's yeah. It's Elijah. Yeah. Thank you. One, one Kings 19. It's that bit, isn't it, where uh, Elijah um, has these, like, it's not in the, the strong wind or the earthquake or the fire. Um, it's in the gentle whisper. Um, different kinds of questions, right? What did you say the time was? It's now 11.48. Okay, I've got it. I'm on it. Uh, would you... Hello, I don't know you. What's your name? Nick. Nick, would you like to choose a card? 
Magic. What does the card say? Joyful. Is there anything stopping you feeling joyful at the moment? Would you like someone to help you with this? Did you hear that? Is there anything stopping you feeling joyful at the moment? Would you like someone to help you with that? Anyone want to offer an answer? No, I'm joking. You don't need to answer that question. Can you feel the difference in the questions? What time is it? Has anyone seen Endgame? What did you think? Does anyone know in the Bible where there's that bit that talks about a gentle... Are you feeling joyful at the moment? Is there anyone that could help you with this? That is a series of questions that have gone from the external to the internal. They've gone from the external to the internal. That reading that we had earlier from 1 Corinthians, it went from the external to the internal. Love isn't big-headed. It's not swell-headed. It's not always me first. It's. Can you feel the difference that happens? Uh, we're going to watch... Um, oh, these are some books I've used to think about today, but we'll come back to that. Uh, some of you will have seen this. I hope the sound works okay. This is an awareness test. How many passes does the team in white make? The answer is 13. But did you see the moonwalking bear? Funny, right? <laughs> I could see some of you had seen it before and you were going, I know. I know. Did you see it? Did you see it? Journaling is a bit like that. Journaling is a bit like, did you see it? Um, uh, a few years ago, some of us were at the Oasis uh, Global Conference, which was being held in South Africa. And we had the option to get up really early in the morning um, and go out. Uh, on like a little safari, which was amazing, um, uh, to see some of the, like there were giraffes and things like that roaming around. And it was made quite clear to us that we needed to be very still, very quiet, and then you will see what you've come to see. There's this great quote which says this, the soul is like a wild animal, tough, resilient, savvy, self-sufficient and yet exceedingly shy. If we want to see a wild animal, the last thing we do is go crashing through the woods, shouting for the creature to come out. But if we are willing to walk quietly into the woods and sit quietly, the creature we are waiting for may well emerge. And out of the corner of an eye, we will catch a glimpse of the precious 
wildness that we seek. Journaling is an act of familiarizing ourselves with who we are, how we are, where we are heading, who we are becoming, and the relationship that we have to, in, and with God in all of this. The external to the internal. Think of the last time that you wrote something down. I don't know if any of you are writing anything down now, um, probably the shopping list or something, but often when we're writing stuff down, what we write down are the external things. So if you were writing notes and what I'm saying, you'd be writing down the words. I was doing a talk earlier this week somewhere and someone showed me their notes and it was like word for word, the things that I'd been saying. But journaling isn't that. Journaling is the discipline of writing down what we are thinking and feeling and saying about the things that we are noticing. The wild animal, the moon walking bear. In the AA, the fourth step is this. Make a searching and fearless, note that word, fearless moral inventory of ourselves. In the book of, uh, in the letter uh, James in the, in the Bible, it says this, if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. And I just wrote down here, gulp. Make a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. For me, and I can only talk about me because there's no proof text for journaling. It's not anywhere in the Bible. Much like drinking coffee is not anywhere in the Bible. Okay? But for me, journaling acts as an ego check and a motive checker for me. I don't know how you do that checking, but for me, that's what journaling does. There's this great quote from Mary Oliver, how many things have to happen to you before something occurs to you? Uh, Just going to tell you something, Steve doesn't doesn't know about this, but uh, I've worked in Oasis nearly 22 years now, but I I met Steve uh, before that. Um, And Steve, uh, I was a teacher, and Steve asked me if I'd come and work with him. Now, that was, I was blown away by Steve asking me to come and work with him. This was the man off the telly. <laughs> and uh, it, it like massaged my ego a little bit. Steve Chalk, you know, that one, the spring harvest one. And uh, I went and told my minister, my church leader, I had this little group that used to pray uh, with me. We used to meet every uh, month. And I'd started to do a whole load of work with the homeless and stuff like that. So they were kind of a support group for me as well as the teaching and what have you that I was doing. And um, I, uh, I sat down with Jeff, who was my church leader. And uh, he, uh, I, I said, look, Steve's asked me if I'll go and work with him. There's no salary. Uh, true.
There we go. There's no salary. There's no sound. There's, there's, no, there's no salary. Um, but I think it's what I should do. And Jeff said to me, uh, basically, have you checked your ego? <laughs> Stuff it. <laughs> have you checked your ego? And so what I did was I journaled because I knew that I needed to respond to the really difficult question, which was about the moral inventory of who I really am and it needed to be fearless. That here was this great opportunity that I had no idea where it was going to go. I had no idea how I was going to ever get any money ever again in the history of my life. But I was excited by this opportunity. But my minister asked this question that just cut through. And everything in me wanted to go, of course I have. I'm absolutely fine with that stuff. But instead of just doing that, I journaled about it. And I started to write. And as I wrote, things started to come to the top of the list. And I realized that there were things that I needed to work through before jumping in to making my decision. Anyway, here I am. Um, but it was really important, and the act of journaling helped me do that. Journaling is an intentional act through which I, and maybe you, are able to keep asking the question of who am I and who am I becoming? And the question of my ego is always there. The second thing through journaling is this. It enables us to be <clears throat> curious. It enables us to be curious. When I journal, I use... Anyone know what this is? It's a specific journal. Anyone? Thank you, Moleskin. Bit of advertising. If anyone's listening, send them in. Um, Moleskin journal. I use a Moleskin. I use a Moleskin because uh, they are expensive. I use a Moleskin because I know it costs me something to buy one. I use a Moleskin. I'm saying it enough to hope that someone's hearing. Um, I use a moleskin because it costs me... Great. Thanks. Thank you, Gia. Um, I use uh, uh, something that costs me uh, money to buy that feels sacrificial because it adds value to the act for me. It means that I'm taking it seriously. For me, the tools I use, I always use squared paper. Anyone else in the room use squared paper? Yes, Helen. <laughs> you as well. There are tools that I use in order to help me be curious. The next thing I do is I clear the decks. I make everything tidy around me. And I breathe. I take a deep breath. Because for me, the act of journaling is a sacred moment. 
and I need to create a sacred space. And the busyness of my life chases me. But busyness is always my choice. And it's about my willingness to choose to live with the consequences of saying no. But that's a whole other sermon. We can do that one another time. So I set myself up and my journaling becomes about the questions. It becomes about the questions. And I've noticed that we are sometimes a little bit in fear of the questions. We're afraid of the why. In 1 Kings 19, where Elijah discovers God in a gentle whisper, there is a question that follows, which is this. What are you doing here? Why are you here? Being someone who does journaling allows me to take those questions and make them about the internal of who I am, not just the external. Questions are always God's invitation to us, to more light, more growth, and more depth. And for me, and I can only talk about me, journaling creates the space for that to be explored and processed. There's a quote from... um, Uh, Brené Brown, who I'm sure loads of you have now watched on Netflix, uh, says this. The irony is that we attempt to disown our difficult stories to appear more whole or more acceptable. But our wholeness, even our wholeheartedness, actually depends on the integration of all of our experiences, including the falls. Why are you here, Elijah? Why are you here, Jill, what are you doing here? When I am journaling, I am clocking my life in all of its glory. Because journaling helps me in the process of seeking this to become whole. Integrity. That word integrity, congruence, harmony. Dissonance is the opposite, where what we say and do is different to how we actually live and experience on the inside. Have any of you here ever had the experience where you go, yeah, I'm choosing to love that person, but you do it through grit. Anyone ever loved anyone through gritted teeth? Is that person ever your spouse or your partner? (laughs) There is a mismatch, isn't there? We're learning sometimes that there is a dissonance between what we do on the outside and how we actually experience it on the inside. Remember, Jesus talks about out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the heart, in uh, Jewish thinking, is the seat of the will, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And what journaling does is it helps us make sense of those feelings that we have inside which can feel so different to what we're seeking to do on the outside. Maya Angelou said this, 
People will forget what you did. They will forget what you said. But they will never forget how you made them feel. We can say over and over again that we love others. But if they actually can see that we really don't, because there's a mismatch between what we say and what we're actually doing. That's what Mayor Angelou was talking about. And it's interesting that it's what St. Paul was talking about. You sound like a clashing symbol. Journaling enables me and us, I believe, to explore and unearth that dissonance. It helps me develop greater integrity. I've got a long way to go. What else does journaling do? It helps me to bring God to the center. It helps me to bring God to the center. Journaling is something that serves to help me remember that God is in the middle of all things. It's me and the divine. And there is something about the act of opening a book when you're sat down and you open your journal and you start to write and you immediately, this is different. You are bringing God into the process of your writing. It's impossible not to make it like that. So here's something that happened on bank holiday Monday. I went away for a few days and I was really conscious that on Easter day it had been quite frantic. And so I thought, I'm just going to think about the passage that got read. And I reread it and I underlined it in my little scruffy Bible. Peter and the other disciple left immediately for the tomb. They ran neck and neck. The other disciple got to the tomb first, outrunning Peter. It absolutely made me laugh when I thought about these two disciples running like crazy. And then I started to write in my journal, running towards the resurrection God. Feels like a powerful image and perhaps the way we should be living our lives. Am I? What does it mean? How should it look for me every day? Do I really live as if hope is fresh every day? Do I really live as if Jesus is risen? And how do I feel if someone else gets there first? Honestly, Some days I think I do. And then there's the other days. But I'm not going to read that bit out to you because that's private. Uh, So journaling brings God to the center. And it normally begins like this. God, so here I am. And you're right here too. Moses, in the story where he uh, hears the voice of, uh, it says an angel, but the presence of God in the burning push. 
hears the, the words in Hebrew, higher asher, higher. I am who I am. And that gets mistranslated over and over again. I am that which I am. But in Hebrew it means I will be who or how or where I will be. In essence, according to the chief rabbi Jonathan Sachs, it means this. You can't predict God. God is going to surprise us. My life, your life, is a living landscape in which we cannot predict who or how or where God will be. And what journaling does is help me not to miss all the surprising presence and patterns of God in the landscape of life. Our friend uh, Brian McLaren said this, contemplative practices, in this case journaling, are the means by which we become prepared for grace to surprise us. So here I am. Me, with my moleskin, my pen, my breath, taking a long, loving look at all that is real around me. In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus invites his followers to respond to a question. Who do you say I am? When I journal, my questions, my whys, my doubts, my confession, my joys, my broken parts, my broken heart, my desires, my longings, all of it. There's this voice of God, Jill. Who do you say I am? And I've discovered this, that journaling, <clears throat> the act of writing things down, is actually good for us. Evidence shows that writing serves to help us filter and determine the important stuff. It reduces stress. Anyone ever stressed? Just asking. And they believe that stress is the basic cause of about 60% of illness and disease. Or you can journal and it will help you with that. Evidence also shows that writing things down, journaling, helps to develop a higher level of thinking. So I'm smart. No, no I'm joking. <laughs> But it helps us develop a higher level of thinking. And the other thing it does do is it helps us develop gratitude. And gratitude breeds joy. And joy helps you have a happier day. And they've also discovered this. that ha Who handwrites anymore? Anyone ever handwrite? Isn't it a glorious thing? But I want to encourage you to keep doing it. Because handwriting increases the neural activity in certain sections of your brain. Similar to meditation. When we meditate, when we come out of prayer, when we come out of meditation, 
our levels of creativity are way higher. When we journal, the same is true. Journaling serves to keep our brains sharp and ready to learn, to notice, to respond to what we see around us, what God is doing in and through us and around us. And they've also discovered that sequential hand movements activate large regions of our brains responsible for thinking, language, healing, and working memory, all of which help us with the heavy lifting of life. And journaling forces us to slow down. So it helps our mental well-being. It combats shame. And it helps us be more real and more present. Journaling. Me. My notebook. My pen. My Bible. My breath. That's it. So God. Here I am again. And you are here too. Take a moral inventory. Be fearless. Use 1 Corinthians 13 as your starting point. When you journal, you have to lean in. You explore the disruptions and the questions. And you come to realize that it's the place of wisdom and learning. So I breathe again. My notebook, a pen, my breath, and a Bible. In a minute, we are going to take uh, communion. But before we do that, um, we're going to uh, come around with some paper and pens. And um, I'm going to invite you to write something. Uh, but I'm going to give you a question to respond to. It is about leaning in. It is about exploring the disruption and the questions. It is about knowing that sometimes when we write, we discover wisdom and insight. Someone said this to me recently. Jill, there's too much talking and there's not enough listening. Journaling helps us to quieten our own voices and to listen. In Psalm uh, 46, um, there's a, a phrase that many of you will be familiar with, which says this, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. In a minute, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and I'm going to use that phrase in a particular way. And then just for a couple of moments... I'm going to ask you a question 
for you to respond to. You don't have to do it, but I'd encourage you to give it a try. So if you're happy to, just close your eyes for a moment. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know. Be still. Be. So God, here we are. And you are here too. So for you on your piece of paper, what is the question that you are carrying at the moment? What is the question that you are carrying at the moment? You've been listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Waterloo. To find out more, visit www.oasiswaterloo.org.